Good morning, Vietnam! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. The name's Bond. James Bond. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family. Here's Johnny! Whoa, this is heavy. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Working on my day off. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Showtime with Roman podcast, the not-so-feature-length podcast where I, your host, Roman RBC, brings on a guest every week to chat about our favorite thing in the entire world, movies. And this week, I have an awesome guest from Gander, Newfoundland, Newfoundland, right? And uh, his name is Brady Warren, a longtime movie fan, and the unfortunate news is that he lives roughly an hour away from the nearest movie theater, and they only play one movie um, at a time because it only has one screen for five days. So, Brady, do you want to give the audience or listeners some more insight into your life as a movie fan in Gander? Yeah, hello, guys. Um, It's great to be here. And I indeed do live in isolation, basically. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, I live in Newfoundland, which is a very small island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on the east coast of Canada. And as Roman said, the closest theater to me is an hour away. There's only one screen, so it's kind of terrible. Um, as a big movie fan, you know, I can't really see many new releases. I am probably the only person in the world who hasn't seen Infinity War yet. Yep. Because it's not <laughs> even playing at, at the theater. Wow. When does it so, come to you? I think it'll be there in like two or three weeks. Oh my goodness, man. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, they get movies really late. Man, you gotta just um, take right a now... quick swim to Canada and just <laughs> and just go see the film, man. Yeah. Um, I just made a trip to the city, though, where they have a massive theater. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was there for a few days, so I got to see a few things. I saw A Quiet Place, which I really liked. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. I saw Truth or Dare, which was oof. <laughs> oof, yeah. That was rough. Yeah, my friend, um, I had Truth or Dare came out the same weekend as Rampage, and I was in my car, and my friend called me, and my friend really doesn't like call me often because we just text or chat on PlayStation. Um, mm-hmm. And he called me, and he's like, "Dude, what did you see this weekend?" And I said, "Rampage." And he's like, "You saw the wrong movie, bro. Truth or Dare <laughs> is the best worst movie ever made." And he went on the he, ba- he I asked him to spoil the movie for me because he was trying to refrain from spoilers, but I was like, "I'm probably never gonna see it, so just spoil yeah. it for me." It sounds insane, bro. Truth or Dare sounds legitimately insane. It's very, very humorous, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some it's... screenshots and some images and some clips, and I was like, wow, that looks rough. Yeah. Um, I'm a big horror fan in general, and I love stupid bad horror movies. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun with that one, but it's not a good movie at all. <laughs> yeah. And do you know the ending? Yes, yes, I do know the ending. It's... Oh my goodness, the ending is honestly one of the darkest things imaginable. <laughs> like, it's so damn bleak. Yeah. I was like jaw-dropped by the end. I was like, 
did that just happen? Yeah, it's crazy. The sequence with, uh, I heard about the dad thing, which made me laugh. And then yeah. uh, my friend's friend uh, leaned over to him during the movie and said, uh, hey, Tyler, truth or dad? And I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll check that out in the future. But, you know, I'm glad you're making time for some of these movies uh, when you can, uh, even if they are not exactly quite up to par. Uh, very much so less than. Um, and it's weird, too, with that movie because it's Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. And when it was screening at the theater, it said it didn't say Truth or Dare. It said Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. And it's like... Yeah. Why would you do that? Like no one like obviously people go to the movies a lot to see horror films from Blumhouse, but wanting that on your record and so apparent cuz the first time I've seen it is kind of yeah. rough. It's a rough. Uh... Like Blumhouse isn't a household name quite yet. Yeah, it's getting there. It's close, but it's not quite like yeah. cuz I didn't even know this movie was coming out until people were like, "Oh, just give me some B movie schlock. Give me some fun, give me some craziness." Um but yeah. Um so are you gonna see Infinity War though when it uh you get the chance? Like when it comes to I'm gonna to... try my best to. Okay, yeah. Cause... If I have time, I'll make the our drive. Yeah. What's I'll the population? Are the theaters usually full? Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, of course. Cause there's... E- even on like Sunday nights. Really? Interesting. Because also the, I didn't mention, but th- the theater only has one screen per day. Whoa! Once. Yeah. It's 8 p.m. every night. That sucks, bro. That. Yeah, it's it's insane. I couldn't imagine, man. Have you ever thought about like getting off the island and moving somewhere to get closer to like 800 theaters or moving? I will move eventually. Move eventually. Okay. I can't stay here forever. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> all work and no play makes Brady a dull boy. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. Call me Jack Torrance. <laughs> All right, sweet. So, um, but our first topic of the day um, is actually going to be about Infinity War, and you can speak to this even though you haven't seen the film. Um, Infinity War is now the domestic box office king for opening weekend. The original Avengers set the mark in 2012 with its $207 million opening weekend domestically, and then that got beat by Jurassic World, which then got beat by Star Wars The Force Awakens, which then... Um, Star Wars Last Jedi made 220, so that was in second place just a couple months ago. And now the box office champ uh, for opening weekend domestically is Avengers Infinity War, breaking the box office record of 247 million set by The Force Awakens. And now, officially, not estimate, 258 million dollars domestically, uh, which is just a humongous number. Because for me, when. Um, box office tracking started coming out it said that it was breaking all these sales and i was like yeah they said this, they said this said this before about like a million different things i don't know if it's going to beat the 247 247 is unprecedented um that's the first time it's happened in cinema history just a couple years ago and now infinity war comes out and it not it doesn't kick its ass but man 258 million is a lot compared to the estimated 250 million uh that we heard about yesterday morning um i believe that the reason it got over the edge and ended up making so much money is because one it's timed so perfectly right after black panther black panther was the perfect film to put before infinity war because black panther brought in a demographic that doesn't go to the movies quite often because their people aren't really represented that much in the theater and then um 
it's the first film to ever be shot entirely on IMAX, and you know a lot of people will try and avoid IMAX because it costs a lot. But people are like, this is the biggest event film in ages, not ages, because Star Wars: The Force Awakens was only just a couple years ago. But this is a huge event film. It's been building for ten years. It's culminating for ten years. It's been teased for six years. So we have to spend our money in IMAX and see it this way. And I think that's the reason it went over the edge. Also. Obviously, no spoilers, but I think the reason it made so much money is because it needs repeat viewings, and the reason it's getting repeat viewings is because of the ending. Obviously, no spoilers, but the ending will bring people back. If the movie didn't end the way it did, then it might not be, have made as much, in my personal opinion. But uh, what do you think about this $258 million, man? Oh, my goodness. I am honestly shocked, you know, because... The Last Jedi came out a few months ago in December. Yep. And I think most of us thought that that would be much bigger than it actually was at the box office. Yep. And I remember someone made a poll or like a contest in the group and it was like, what's what uh, Blockbuster will make more at the box office? Is it going to be The Last Jedi or Infinity War? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, The Last Jedi, hands down, is going to make way more. Yeah. But no, the mixed reactions for Last Jedi came out, and it didn't do as well. It obviously, it obviously made like over a billion dollars, and yeah. fine. Yeah. But it kind of underperform- underperformed. Yeah. But man, the last—I mean, um, Infinity War—it's crazy. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't believe it. Like, how can a movie make that much money in three days? Yeah. Like, it's insane. It really is, honestly. Like. It's just because I remember, like, even my I, myself, I'm not really a box office type person, but, you know, I anticipated 215 because uh, Age of Ultron didn't make nearly as much, Civil War didn't make even close to 200. So, you know, it's like I didn't anticipate this movie to end up breaking the record by as much as it did um, because, you know, I just figured, like, you know, I didn't think it would be that big of a hit domestically, and I was wrong. Um so it's kind of crazy to just see how Marvel has sort of taken over this audiences and people love their product and people love what they're putting out. Even if I thought Infinity War wasn't great, it was pretty good. It was okay. Um, but, you know, it just it gets those repeat viewings. I can't wait to see it again because there's so much content within it to digest and I'm not going to be able to see it until a couple days on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, but it's... It's just amazing that a movie can make that much money, um, and I can't wait to see how much the number would look if they inj- adjust for inflation in like five to ten years from now, because it's probably going to be much higher when ticket prices go up. Oh my up. goodness, yes. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's pretty pretty nuts, pretty nuts. I I honestly think it might make two billion at this point. I mean, depends on the legs. It really does because. When you look at a lot of the other films, uh, the, the top three um, uh, overall earners, um, Avatar, Titanic, and Star Wars The Last Jedi, or Star Wars The Force Awakens, excuse me, um, those three films all came out at a time when it was able to have those legs because not a lot of good movies were coming out. And the key thing for Infinity War is that it really has to make as much money as it can within three weeks. So it's already made the $258 million domestic, and I think it's already made 640 globally, which is also broke the record set by Fate of the Furious, thank God. we got. I'm glad that's unseated. Um, <laughs> but uh, And then it really has to dominate the week after. 
Um, because then after that, you've got Deadpool, you've got Solo, and then right after that, you've got Incredibles and then Jurassic World, which are both going to be titans at the box office. So this movie has to make as much money as it can early on. Otherwise, I don't... I think it's just going to crack $2 billion um, because it's coming out in the heat of the summer and uh, there's going to be a lot more movies coming out and it's going to be tough to have legs. But then you look at Black Panther. Black Panther in its 11th week is still in the top five at the box office. And Which is amazing. I know, and it made $4 million. And it's and the weekend of Infinity War. It's nuts, man. It's absolutely nuts uh, how, much, how well that movie's did, doing and how much... Well, Marvel's doing, and now it's just going to be like, how good is Ant-Man and the Wasp going to be? How good is... It's not going to perform nearly as well as these last two. Um, I'm close. But, uh, you know, maybe the boost in box office is going to come from Infinity War and Black Panther being so dominant. Um, So, like I mentioned, um, we are going to be talking... Well, I didn't actually even mention it yet, but I did mention some summer movies. Um, And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be previewing... Um, a lot of the summer movies that are coming out, we're going to go week by week. Some weeks, nothing is really coming out, out worth talking about. And then uh, some weeks, we can just kind of glaze over a couple things because, again, like there's just not really much to go on. There's not really much to speak to. Um, so we're just going to move on to what's coming out this week. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Tully and Overboard. I don't know if you know anything about these movies. Um, I sure do. You sure do. Sweet. So yep. I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, go first. What What are your thoughts on these two? What are you expecting? Um, are you excited for either of them? Go ahead and give me your thoughts. Well, first of all, I am extremely excited for Tully. Interesting. Um, up until a few days ago, I wasn't really familiar with it. Yeah. But it's directed by Jason Reitman and written by Diablo Cody, who did Juno, yep. which is one of my all-time favorite movies. I adore it. Like, adore <laughs> Yeah, see, um, I didn't watch that film for a long time until I had to write a review for it for my Theater 116 class a couple years ago. And I'm surprised by how much I enjoyed it, because I know a lot of people hate it, but I actually thought it was just a really solid flick. Um, really honest flick. And I thought it was really well written, especially. Yeah, for sure. And Ellen Page is just... Dynamite. A national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, and it stars Charlize Theron, who is a phenomenal actress. Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe that she's the same person who played Furiosa, and now she's in this movie. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Like, they seem like two completely human beings to me. (laughs) But, yeah. And she gained 50 pounds for the role. Really? Really? Nice. I looked it up last night, and I found that out. I was like, whoa. So, she's dedicated. I can't wait. I'm a big fan of coming-of-age storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one... Um, this tra- The trailer for this one really piques my interest because I really wanted to see um, just how uh, interesting it could be just because I, again, like, I really like Juno and I really think the duo is um, going to really great dynamic. And I just think, like, this one is going to be more so about, like, just motherhood, man, and just, you know, being oh, yeah. a mom and having a you know, go through those hardships and taking care of kids and all that stuff. And Charlie Theron's great. I I haven't fallen in love with her as a actress as a whole yet, but I think she's getting there for me to the point where it's like, yeah, she is this truly tremendous actor because she is great as Furiosa. 
Um, but everything outside of that she's been okay in, but this one looks to be a really awesome role for her, and I can't wait to see it. I'm really excited. Um, you too, man. And then Overboard, um, just... It just doesn't look good. <laughs> um, it, it really doesn't. It, it was a trailer... We got this trailer f- before A Quiet Place, which is a really weird pairing. Um, there's a couple decent jokes in the trailer. Um, I don't know if you've seen the trailer or not, but there's one where he's working with these guys on, on like a lawn or something, and uh, he's trying to push it up this thing, and he's not good at working because he's so used to being like this rich guy. And it just, to me, it just looks like this stereotypical garbage, and it just looks so mediocre. Um, I can't wait to see the think pieces come out about, you know, Overboard is basically about white privilege and taking over, you know, like, minority and all this stuff. And, that, and that's going to happen because that's that's the vibes I was getting. It just looks had a really bad taste in my mouth. I thought it looked bad. I don't like the cast at all. Um and that's just my thoughts on Overboard. It looks like you just got to throw this one overboard and forget about it um, this week. Oof. Yeah. Um, not looking forward to that. So um, I'll probably see Avengers Infinity War before I ever see that one again. Or ever see that one in general. Um, yeah, that's a good choice, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then moving on to the week after that, May 11th, um, two other movies that look just horrible. Um, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Breaking In or not. Um, I sure have. Brady, it's the best, <laughs> worst trailer ever. Ever. I'm actually kind of excited. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it looks... Oh, my God. The, I love the tagline. Payback is a mother. Like, really? Yes. Oh, my God. It looks so horrible and dumb and... I honestly, like, my friend got that trailer when he went to go see uh, The Commuter, I think, and he messaged me, or we were talking, and he goes, uh, you have to watch the trailer for Breaking In right now. And I watched it, and there's a shot of, like, a wine glass falling over in the super dramatic soap opera way, and it uh, it just looks so bad. I I am not. I'm not going to be seeing that one. But it's coming out, and there's going to be an audience for it, so. Oh, absolutely. Um... And then Life of the Party as well um, with Melissa McCarthy. Uh, it's where she's this college girl's mom and she tries to harness that younger version of herself by going to these parties with her. And <sighs> Melissa McCarthy's a weird one. because uh, sometimes I f- I'm not a fan. Yeah, sometimes I find her funny. And I thought that she had some moments in this trailer um, where I was like, okay, I, I, I'm kind of digging it. I, the premise is fine but uh yeah it just doesn't look good this another movie that just does not look good man uh so like i said i was talking about infinity wars it's gonna have to dominate it's gonna dominate it's gonna make a lot of money oh yeah between this weekend next week as well but um what are your thoughts on those two or just life of the party i mean it just does not look good either of them yeah um comedy is a really hard genre i feel because most people have a different sense of humor. Yeah. And Melissa McCarthy, her shtick is not for me at all. Yeah. I mean, I liked Bridesmaids, and I even liked the Ghostbusters remake. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Not a fan of that. But everything else, like the heat, is atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy, the heat? Yeah, I've seen bits and... I think I've seen most of it. I don't think I've seen all of it. Um, I don't remember much of anything from it like at all 
Um, it's a really stinky time. Really, st- <laughs> really stinky yeah. time. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't care for Ghostbusters at all. I didn't care for. Um, I haven't seen. I haven't even seen Bridesmaids. Um, really? Yeah, I thought Spy was okay. I didn't. I didn't think that was too bad. But it's just. It just feels like the same jokes in every film. It's like, oh, she falls over. They make fun yeah. of her because she's not overweight or whatever. And it's just like, who find like who finds this funny? It's really not. It's so mean spirited. It really is. That's the thing. And I guess some people can be like, oh, well, that's the point. But honestly, like, it. That's not the vibes I'm getting. And it's pretty weird to think that her husband directed this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't look good. I probably won't be checking it out until like VOD or until I can stream it through Amazon or whatever. But I guarantee you, I will not see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's too funny. Um, I will live my life happily. Gladly without. missing that one. Okay, so moving on to May 18th, the most interesting week of the year because it is three extremely different films. Um, so the biggest film is Deadpool 2. We'll get to that in a second. And then we've got the A24 flick with Ethan Hawke, First Reformed. And then we've got the kids flick, Show Dogs. So, you know parents these days love to take their kids to Deadpool 2. And oh, yes. So if your Deadpool 2 is too packed, you can bring them to Show Dogs. Because it's probably going to be, uh, not nearly as funny and not nearly as entertaining. Because no, let's just, well, let's just start with Show Dogs. <laughs> I, like... You can smell Razzies from a mile away. Like, oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> like, you can smell very many Razzies coming. Uh, I watched towards... the trailer today. Oh man! And halfway through the trailer, it says from the director of Beverly Hills Chihuahua, <laughs> and I was like, oh. So <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be masterpiece, I guess. Yeah, masterpiece and horribleness, man. I can't believe yeah. there was three Beverly Hills Chihuahua films. Like. Are there really? I think there's three. Yeah, I think there was oh my two theatrical release and one VOD, straight to VOD. Um, God damn. Yeah, it. Show Dogs looks horrible. No need to talk about that one anymore. It. I'm glad there's a kids audience for it. It's gonna make some money, but goodness gracious, it looks. I feel awful. bad for Will Arnett. Yeah. yeah. Right, Will Arnett. Yeah, Will. Yeah. yeah. I love him as an actor, dude. Yeah. Um, he's he's really great, but he. He's just collecting a paycheck, man. He's like, I'm going to do it for my kids yeah. if he has kids. I'm going to do it for my nephews if he has nephews. It's, It just looks terrible. Um, and then First Reformed. Um, outside of Mission Impossible Fallout, I think this is the movie I'm anticipating the most this summer. Um, nice, dude. It looks outstanding. Um, I haven't seen any other Paul Schrader films, but it just, the trailer just really captivated me. I've really gotten on Ethan Hawke's train recently. I think he's an amazing performer. Um, he's very overlooked. Yes, and I loved him in uh, that one time travel flick that I really liked. I forget oh, it. Predestination. Predestination, love that. Um, I l- finally got around to the Before Trilogy. Just Dude. no words. No, uh, He is as good as it gets. Yes. And then Boyhood, loved him in Boyhood. I know that movie gets a bad rap, but I thought he was great um, in that. And I'm just really excited for it because it looks outstanding. And then Mikey Brzezinski, who's in the group, and I had him on a couple weeks ago, He he's seen it. He got to see it at one of the festivals he goes to, and he said it's just an upsetting piece of film. And I'm like, whoa, that sounds amazing. And the trailer looks great. Um, so I can't wait. Any thoughts on that one? 
Yeah, I like how the trailer doesn't reveal much about the plot. Yeah. You know, for these smaller films, I like not I like going in not knowing much. Yep. It just gives you a little bit of what to expect from like the cast and the visuals and the tone. Yeah, absolutely. Which is all I need. Yeah, I agree. I, and you know, I think that what A24 has been doing recently is they have been putting out a lot of good films, but I, I feel like sometimes they've been really up their own ass. Like, they've been like, oh, check out this new crazy psychological Paul Schrader movie. Not for the faint of hearted. It's like, we get it. You're producing these movies and they're doing well. Just don't need to be up your ass about it. Just release it. Just release the thing. Say, check out the new movie. Don't need to get all, like, psychological and self-aware about it. You know? Um, So, first and foremost, great. And then Deadpool 2... We we could spend a couple minutes on this one because we got we're way ahead of schedule, um, but Deadpool two, the first Deadpool is pretty good. I think it's a pretty good movie. It's to me the movie whenever I'm cleaning my room or doing something. It's the movie I put on in the background. It is perfect background noise. Um, it is still funny. I think it's still humorous. Not nearly as funny as the first time I saw it. Um, and it's a solid flick. I really enjoy it. Um, but. Deadpool 2, I'm just getting really bad vibes. Do you feel the same way? Really? I, I just... It feels like it's just really grabbing for the low-hanging fruit. And based off of the jokes from Deadpool 1, you know, it's like... Uh, you know, like the joke about Professor Xavier, which timeline is this? That was really great humor. And then humor about... Um, RoboCop and other stuff. And it just felt like it was just really well-written in terms of jokes. And then this one, like... It's like, oh... You're so dark. Are you, aren't you, are you sure you're not from the DC universe? And it's just like, that's like, yeah. that's like something we would see in like the group that we're in. Like, it just doesn't uh, sound like good writing. And maybe the the story's interesting. The fact that they're fighting Cable because he's looking for that kid is interesting. Um, and I'm glad a couple cast members are returning. But it just does. I'm getting bad vibes. I'm just really not feeling it for this one. Um, the marketing campaign has been significantly worse than what was going on with the original Deadpool so close to release, and um, I'm just not really excited for it. What are your thoughts on Deadpool 2 so far? I am the complete opposite of you, man. Really? Um, I love the first Deadpool. Really? I think it's one of the most entertaining uh, blockbusters out there. It is super entertaining. It goes by quick. And it's funny, because the, the first time I saw Deadpool, it was in theaters, and at the time, I was really into YouTube critics, mm-hmm. like Stuckman and Jeremy Johnson and whatnot. Yeah. And everyone was raving about this movie. I remember Chris Stuckman gave it an A+, and I think Jeremy Johnson gave it Austin Pacular. Yeah, and then Campia gave it like a 10 out of 10. Yeah, which was... yeah. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to love this. And I walked out of the theater, and I was like, yeah, it was all right. And then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and then... um. There was one night, me and a few of my buddies were over, and we were having a few drinks, and Deadpool was on Netflix, and I was like, oh, let's watch Deadpool. Oh, man, that must have been a great experience. I had the best time ever, (laughs) drinking beer and watching Deadpool. Sounds like a good combination. I had had some drinks yesterday for the first time in a while, and I was feeling it, and I was like, man, I kind of wish I was watching a flick right now. Um, But yeah, Deadpool... Um, that one is definitely really fun to watch with just a lot of people. Watching it by myself isn't nearly as good. Um, no, definitely not. Watching it with people is fun. Uh, I saw it actually twice in theaters. I saw it with my dad. He really liked it. And then I saw it with my girlfriend um, for like a date movie. Um, and so we, we went and saw that. And then uh, that was great. 
And so yeah, um, Deadpool two though looks okay. Looks. I think it looks, looks great. Looks okay. So I trust Ryan Reynolds. I trust the whole team. Yeah, they could surprise because uh, there were a lot of jokes in the f- first Deadpool trailers that weren't ended up being in the film that didn't really that ended up hitting better than I thought. And uh, now Deadpool two, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm optimistic, but I'm very cautious. I'm very cautious, and I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if it gets bad reviews, though. Yep, I'm getting like Kingsman: The Golden Circle vibes, um, and that which I wouldn't mind. And I don't. I liked <laughs> Kingsman: The Golden Circle. I thought it was. Me too. I didn't think it was that terrible. Not nearly as good as the first one, but um, that's the kind of vibes I'm getting. And I, maybe Deadpool two will have some commentary, um, and some writing about how you know these superhero sequels like to try and go bigger and badder and do things sillier and wackier and crazy and I think that'll be fine if it's self-aware like that but uh, just please don't be too obnoxious I mean I hope not <laughs> I also hope Brolin kills it oh which I think he will he probably will I mean he was the best part of Infinity War um, and he's a great actor and then he's also in another film that we're going to talk about at the he's end of June he's having the best summer dude yeah he's going to be in three titans so... at the box office yeah um, I won't be surprised if next year we see him leading some Academy Award type films and he gets a nomination because um, he's great. Oh, he'll get he'll win an Oscar someday. Yep, he is I outstanding. He's a great performer. Um, and then the week after Deadpool two is Solo, um, a Star Wars story. Uh, the next film in the Star Wars spinoff saga. Um, this time with Alden Ehrenreich leading as one of the greatest characters in the history of film. My personal favorite, Han Solo. And same as Deadpool two, I'm concerned. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I love The Last Jedi. I love, love, love that movie. It's better as the days go on by. Um, and I can't wait to watch it again and again and again. And I love The Force Awakens. I thought Rogue One was okay. But Solo just... Again, it just doesn't look good. It looks average. I'm very worried. Um, I am too. I think that the trailers have been super underwhelming. I thought... And I think the biggest problem is that Alden Ehrenreich is just not conveying anything. He's not. There's no charisma or charm behind anything he said. Uh, I've got a good feeling about this. It's a terrible line. Um, and then just it just doesn't look good. It just really does not look good, man. Uh, I was worried ever since they fired Lord Miller. Yeah. That was the nail in the coffin for me. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> because... I adore the Lego movie. Yeah. I think that's one of the most brilliant. It's you know, super hilarious. It's super genius, time. too. It's probably my top 30 of all time. Really? Wow, that high. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I it hits me in my gut. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm very excited to see Donald Glover as Lando. Yeah. He looks good. I love him. He'll be great. And the rest of the cast looks good, but. I don't buy Alden as Han. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, neither do I. Um, it's I'm the... kind of shocked he was one cast, to be honest. Yeah, and you know, when he was originally cast, I was all in defense. I was like, he was pretty good in his limited role in Hail Caesar, and he brought a lot of charm and uh, charisma to that very small role there. And I was like, he'll be a decent little performer. He doesn't look too much like him, but maybe, you know, he's going to be capable of delivering a character that we all know and love, but in a fairly new light with a new face. But the more footage I watch and the more that comes out about this movie, the more I wish they just got Anthony and Gruber or some sort of impersonator, because I feel like the importance 
of Han Solo is that he's he's someone that you just believe in. And I don't believe in anything Alden Ehrenreich says or does. And it's really unfortunate because I feel like it's a movie that could be good, but it just doesn't look good. <laughs> Do you know who I think would probably have made a really good Han Solo? Who's that? Taron Edgerton from The Kingsman. I want that so bad now. I want that <laughs> so bad. Wow. That dude has so much charisma. It's insane. Man, that would be a really good casting choice because he was great. I'm not sure how, how his American accent would be. Yeah. But... Um. Wow. I really want that. That would be amazing. Um, and I just think at this point, you know, I'm going to see it. I'm going to bring my mom because she loves Star Wars. It's her birthday weekend. And, um, you know, it's another Star Wars movie, and it's good to get more Star Wars. But um, this is pretty much everything that I don't like about the new Disney regime, is they just put out these movies that don't need yeah. to exist. Tell different stories. Tell new stories. Tell stories in areas that we've never visited. Why do you have to recast? Why do you have to tell these – like – you don't have to do this. It's not necessary. It's for the money, man. It sucks. And as soon as Han Solo died in The Force Awakens, I said, I know we're going to get Solo as one of the spinoff films because oh, yeah. they're going to try and capitalize on that. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate. It looks average at best. But we'll see. Maybe it'll surprise me. It's just, there's that shot in the trailer where Chewie's getting ready to hit, like, a rock, and it's like... Oof, yeah. What? Like, we know... I'm not a fan. It just... I don't know. And just, I don't think it'll be terrible. Yeah. It'll probably just be average. There's no way it could be a, the same level as Attack of the Clones or Menace, but no, um, I don't know. It just is not looking like one of the best Star Wars movies. It just does not look good. Um, so that'll do it for May. Any quick p- predictions on what you think is going to be the biggest movie of May in terms of box office? I think the obvious answer is Solo, unless you have another answer. Honestly, I think Deadpool 2 will beat Solo. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Interesting. It's- to put all my cards on the table, I don't. I know there's this thing where if you put Star Wars on the logo, it's going to make a lot of money, but I don't see Solo doing that well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think Deadpool 2 is going to make a lot of money its opening weekend because um, the, the first one made $150 million, which is a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I think the second one might make just as much because people are so high off of the first one and their superhero films are in their prime right now, seemingly, and um, which is amazing to think about that. But I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Solo because I think it has more upside than Deadpool 2. Um, but we'll see. So I'm glad we kind of differ on that. So we'll see. Um, moving on to June, nothing comes out June 1st. Literally nothing worth talking about. Um, so we can just, boom, move on to the June 8th. And June 8th has a really interesting lineup of films, similar to May 18th. We've got Ocean's 8, Hereditary, and Won't You Be My Neighbor. Um, so Ocean's 8, I'm a huge fan of Ocean's 11. And I finally saw the trailer for Ocean's 8. It looks good. It doesn't look bad. I think that the problem is, is that they're just trying to capitalize off of oceans and it's just like yikes um i love the cast i think anne hathaway is super underrated i know she's not the star but sandra bullock is um but i love anne hathaway she's amazing and i think that it'll be a pretty fun movie and it's going to bring in a lot of female audience members and it'll get the male audience members that love the oceans 11 12 and 13 franchise 
and uh, get us in there as well. So I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm excited. I believe Matt Damon makes a cameo in it. Interesting. Uh, I feel like he makes a cameo in everything uh, these days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He even cameoed in a film recently where it was kind of jarring, but he works with the director all the time. I was like, oh, that's uh, Matt Damon. Oh, it was Unsane. Steven Soderbergh, because Soderbergh directs the Ocean's films. Uh, Wait, Matt Damon's in that? Can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, man. <laughs> Exciting. Um, it's a good flick, too. One of the, my favorites of the year. Um, but Ocean's 8 looks pretty good. I'm excited. I feel like it'll be a fun summertime movie. I, I'm genuinely excited. I can't wait to see it with my girlfriend. She loved Ocean's 11. I showed her that recently. Um, and she's really excited for Ocean's 8. So I can't wait to see that. Um, Hereditary. Uh, not a horror flick guy. I know you are. I haven't seen the trailer because people said it looks terrifying. I've seen images, yeah. and they look terrifying, so give me your thoughts if you've seen the trailers, because I haven't seen anything, so I can't really speak too much to it. I've seen the trailer probably like five times, to be honest. Whoa. At least. And, um, you know, A24 is producing this movie, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah, of and course. yeah, it looks much like First Reformed. It doesn't give a lot of plot away, just more character beats and insane, freaky imagery. Interesting. And, you know, the acting and stuff. And, you know, there's imagery of, like, can I spoil it? I think I saw an image of, like, someone on fire. Yeah, there's someone on fire, Ooh. Like, comple- completely engulfed. There's a shot where the kid is in school, like, the male yeah. kid. And he's sitting at his desk, and he turns to, like, the glass cabinet. Mm-hmm. And he has a straight face, but his reflection is smiling. And then all of a sudden, Ugh. like, some unseen force just beats his head down on the table on his desk. And... He just bleeds everywhere, and it's kind of crazy. Wow. And, um, Yikes. I'm getting kind of creeped out. And the out. actress is Tony Collette, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's and great. And the trailer ends with a close-up of Tony Collette, and then, like, a light shimmers over her face covering her, and then when the light goes away, it's her daughter's face on her body. That so, sounds wild, bro. That, yeah. That, I get, <laughs> I'm so excited, to be honest, bro. Yeah, yeah really. Um, I know a lot of people. That movie's going to make bank. I think because I again like A twenty four is appealing to like these not cinebros but it's appealing to a demographic similar to that where a lot of people are like oh I know that logo and they made it comes at night and it follows and all these other flicks and they're gonna be like let's go check it out because um, it looked I'm it getting some be... it, oh, sorry, it comes at, no that's fine I'm getting some it comes at night vibes um, from this one uh, so I'll probably check it out because it looks sounds like a lot like psychological horror. But, man, I don't know if I can endure a film like that in the theaters. Sounds like, anyways. Um, I get a lot of mother vibes, too, to be honest. And I know you're a fan of that. But for I me, yeah, uh, differing opinions on that one. It's good. It, go on I think record. it's good. I'll, I would say it's I'd say it's fine. Um, but I just think it's, yikes. Some things are just like, okay, it's a bit much. But uh, In terms of, like, visceral experiences? Oh, Absolutely. Movies, that's Absolutely. like at the top of my list. Yeah, and it's one of the Mother is probably the most tech technically efficient movies I've ever seen in terms oh of cinematography, God, sound, um, lighting. Um, it just that movie destroys me on a technical level. It's it's a and lot. it's a bigger movie than you might think. You know. Yep, I would agree. I would completely agree. Um, and then also, won't you be my neighbor? Um, there's there's been a lot of fire around this film recently. Really catching steam. Um. And it looks pretty good. Uh, I feel like it's a movie that could do pretty well at the box office. Um, 
and uh, we'll just kind of have to see. I, I watched a lot of uh, the show growing up, um, but we'll see what type of demographic that taps into. Because I know a lot of kids today aren't really going to see that film because they don't really know no. what's going on with that one because uh, they did not grow up with that. So um, moving on to June 15th, we've got two films that I think look awesome. We're going to start with Tag, and I think Tag looks good. I'm excited. Me too. It looks like a good comedy. It looks like a really good uh, experience about, you know, bonding as friends because, you know, the trailer starts with, like, the silly premise, like, oh, these dudes have been playing tag for a lifetime. But it's based on a true story. And once I figured that out, I was like, whoa, I'm really interested now because the original premise was just way too ridiculous. And they're talking about how, like, this game has sort of brought them together to experience life with each other and Jeremy Renner's in it and... This is a great cast. Hannibal Burris is always amazing. And I'm excited. I'm excited for Tag. What are your thoughts on Tag? Yeah, um, the cast is surprisingly stacked. You yeah. Know? You got John Hammond there, Isla Fisher's there, Jake Johnson, yeah. Jeremy Renner, and Hannibal Burris, as you said. But, um, you know, this looks up my wheelhouse, I think. Um, yeah. I don't expect much of a story, which I'm okay with. Yeah. All I want to see is, like, insane set pieces yeah centered around they try to tag each other yeah i'm you know, excited the whole movie could then be running around and i'd be exactly. entertained absolutely there's that one shot in the trailer that makes me laugh every time because it's my type of humor they're at one of his like dad's funerals and yeah. he, he tags him and he says something around something along like some tag pun and it makes me laugh every time but it also gets me kind of emotional because it's like this guy's at this funeral but he's still playing this game and it's too funny yeah um so i'm excited for and that I, but go ahead i love the scene in the hospital where ed helms is like holding his child and then oh. john ham sneaks up behind him and he's like you're it and then just runs <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah it's insane yeah it looks like a lot of fun i can't wait honestly i think it's gonna be a good flick a good comedy um might take my younger brother's that because it looks like that would be good for them too um but the titan of the week is incredibles too um I originally was not a fan of the trailer, the first one, but the second trailer came out, and I said, I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm excited. Um, it is the opposite of the first one in terms of uh, plot, seemingly, uh, where, oh, instead of the dad leaving, it's the mom, and now it's just, boom, opposite. Um, but we'll see. I feel like this movie might be a little too late. Uh, I feel like it should have capitalized on the superhero stuff back in like 2013, 2014. Um, but we'll see. I'm excited. I think it looks visually stunning. It looks like one of most Pixar's most visually visually beautiful movies yet. There's a shot in one of the trailers where Dash is running through like a bunch of different portals, and I'm like, "Whoa, that looks interesting." And then the villain uh, caught my eye, and I love a good villain. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Incredibles too? I gotta be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of the original Incredibles. I think it's fine. Yeah. But it's okay. like far from my favorite Pixar. But um, I think that's just because the superhero fatigue has caught to me. Interesting. And I'm just like, oh. But um, this movie looks pretty good, I think. I think it'll be all right. Um, yeah. You know. They've done okay with I, sequels. Yeah. I didn't like Finding Dory at all. That wasn't for me. But, um, Cars 2 sucked. I haven't I seen any of the Cars sequels. Wow, I probably don't do need it. to. Cars 3 is the best one out of the three, but yeah. But um, for Incredibles 2, I like that they're picking up the story immediately after the first one. I agree. 
I yeah. agree. I think taking the time jump would have hurt the story ultimately. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see twenty-five-year-old Violet or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I like. Yeah, neither do I. She's like my favorite part of the first movie, to be honest. And I like how she's still like seemingly an NXT team. Yeah, I agree. I love that shot. I love that sequence in the first, in the second trailer where Dash is getting ready to grab an egg roll, and she goes, "Did you wash your hands?" Yeah. With yeah. soap. <laughs> Did you try them? It's so good. I love the family dynamic. And, you know, it's a movie that I just can't wait to see with my whole family. Um, because it's going to be a good time, man. The, when the trailer came on during before Infinity War, the whole audience, like, gasped. They were like, oh, Incredibles 2. Can't wait. So I'm excited. I, I still feel like a lot of people don't know what's coming out, though. Yeah. I feel like uh, for a lot of people, it's... Um, they don't know they just don't know that it's on its way um uh and again i do feel like it's a bit late um, and i'm interested to see the box office it's gonna make bank because a lot of like big fans like us have been waiting 10 years 10 plus years um what are your box office predictions for that i'm gonna go over 100 million i don't know i have a number but it's definitely gonna make opening weekend opening weekend domestically for america i'll probably say like 120 120 yeah 120 sounds about right um, I'm I'm curious. I can't wait. It's gonna make a lot of money. Um, it's weekend of my birthday too, so happy birthday to me. Um, and then the week after that is an interesting week. We've got another sort of independent film, Under the Silver Lake, um, with Andrew Garfield, which I finally saw the trailer for, and it looks fine. I love Andrew Garfield, but it looks okay. And then the big titan of that week is Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. So, what are your thoughts on these two? Personally, I am very excited for Under the Silver Lake. Andrew okay. Garfield, man, he's one of the best working actors today. Absolutely. He is a national treasure. Um, and still my favorite Spider-Man. But, um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, Tobey Maguire for life, for me. I can understand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the guy who directed It Follows is doing this movie. Yeah, and that's the most intriguing part. Yeah, I think it's very interesting how he's doing something completely different. Because yeah. like most people, when they introduce, uh, when they start making films, and they usually stick to that genre, you know. Yeah. But he's doing something completely different, which I find refreshing. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like it's like a type of movie that we don't see very often. And I think Andrew Garfield going paranoid, trying to figure out all these clues and whatnot, is going to be very entertaining. Yeah, it looks. And I love the visuals of it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Really does. I'm I'm excited for that one. Uh, it looks okay though. I thought the trailer didn't blow me away or anything, um, but should be good. Um, and then Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, man. Uh, the first trailer, I was like, yikes. But everything since, I'm like, I'm in. I'm all in on this one. I'm excited. I'm, Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies ever. Jurassic Park Two stinks. Jurassic Park Three stinks. Jurassic World, pretty good. Um, but yeah, this one looks good. It looks like a science fiction escape room thriller uh, with dinosaurs, and I'm excited. I think it looks really good. Honestly, I'm excited. So what are your thoughts on that one? I think the new Jurassic World looks alright. Um, I liked the first one. Okay. But I'm kind of having mixed feelings about this one because oof, I don't know. <laughs> it just looks like bigger and louder and yeah, you know, like I think uh, Jay Bayona is a really good choice to direct because I actually feel like he's able to instill a unique cinematic language that uh, 
just really appeals to me because like there's a shot in the second trailer where he's next to the T-Rex and the T-Rex is like wakes up and gets ready to bite him and he like hurdles through like its mouth yeah. and, I, and I was like whoa like that I was feeling some intensity there um, and I just love the camera work of uh, the dinosaurs like claw reaching in into frame um, it just to me like just really speaks to me as like a film fan being able to see a director just sort of capitalize on like framing and understanding how to utilize uh, characters outside of a frame or things outside of a frame and sort of just there's an, there's a term for it, but I'm forgetting it. Um, but it's it just looks really. I think it just looks really good. Like I'm really excited. I feel like there's gonna be some interesting commentary about like you know animal rights, and um, how, do these dinosaurs deserve treatment like a regular animal would in, in a zoo? And I'm excited. It'll be interesting. It's gonna make bank too. Lots and lots of money. It's gonna be a billion dollar billion dollar movie. Absolutely. I don't think it'll make two hundred million domestically, but I think it'll probably go like. 190, probably the same as Age of Ultron uh, yeah. numbers. Uh, so I'm excited. Um, and then moving on to June 29th, my third most anticipated film of the summer, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Um, I am so nervous, but at the same time, <laughs> so excited because Sicario is an outstanding piece of cinema. And Denis Villeneuve is one of my favorite directors ever. He's not returning. Roger Deakins, not returning. But, 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 but. Ty Sher- Ty- Taylor Sheridan, there we go. Taylor Sheridan is writing the film. He's right. He's on a hot streak. Hell or high water. Sicario, Wind River, and he's coming back for Sicario: Day of the Soldado. It. I'm so nervous because it. It doesn't have all the pieces that made Sicario so good, but it still looks like a really awesome summer flick. Not in terms of action and big spectacle, but it looks like. Um, everything that the first Sicario was about, but sort of more summary, which worries me a bit. But what are your thoughts on that? I gotta be honest, I have not seen the first Sicario. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's a huge blind spot, um, dude. You have years, to fix that before the second one. I have seen all of Villeneuve's like mainstream movies. Oh, I'd man. say besides that one, I mean, I've seen Prisoners, Enemy, Arrival, and Blade Runner. But um, yeah. Man, you gotta check that one. one out. And I own it too. Oh, dude, you gotta fix that tonight, <laughs> bro. When we're done, you know, we'll just end the podcast early. You're gonna go ahead and go watch Sicario. Just sit okay. down. Thank just... you guys. I do that. <laughs> um, but no, you but definitely no. have to check it out. So, what are your thoughts? I think though? this one will be an honest, truthful, like pretty good continuation of the story, though. Um, I always found it weird when like smaller, self-contained stories such as Sicario get sequels. Yeah, I you hate know? you know when they announced it I was like, "Ugh. Yikes." Because Sicario 1 like it has a perfect beginning, middle and end, but I feel like yeah. there might be more story to tell because it does ha- it's a topic that uh is I don't want to say eerily relevant or relevant in general, but it's close to that where, you know, it it does kind of talk about the war on drugs and in borders and, you know, uh, yeah. what roles does the government play in doing these things? And I'm in the military too, the militarization of all that and uh, of a police force to do to accomplish such a goal and um i hope that it continues taylor sheridan again tremendous writer wind river was one of my Absolutely. favorite movies of last year i feel like he just understands the importance of character he understands the importance of narrative and plot and i really think that he is able to stress all those things in his projects and really create a film that is just not only does it kind of make you feel sort of grimy but he's able to instill like these commentaries about certain roles in realistic settings. Like, you know, they call his films, the frontier trilogy. 
um, for all for the right reasons too. I mean, he has a commentary in Hell or High Water about how the banks took over the land from the natives, and then in Wind River, even though I still contend that it should have been a Native American in Jeremy Renner's role, there's still a commentary about how even though the Native American characters and white characters are, you know, experiencing different things throughout life and they don't have like these prejudices against them and they do have the ability to have their um data logged in terms of like missing people and all that stuff, they still connect through this one event and how they feel the same way and that, you know, they are different people but they still connect like that. And then Sicario again, like it just commentates on all those things I already mentioned. But um I hear nothing but amazing things about Sicario. So, Dude, I you're need gonna, to check it out. I mean, if you if you love Teller High Water or Wind River, there should be no reason you don't like Sicario. Might even like it even more. I always have a hard time figuring out which one is my favorite of the three because they're all so good. And all three are some of my favorite films of their respective years. Um, yeah. Taylor Sheridan, I mean, he this could be his fourth year in a row with one of the most dynamite films of the year. And uh, we'll just It'll have to wait good. and see. Yeah, I can't wait to see him in the future, man. He's young, he's kicking ass, and I can't wait. Um, I would talk about Uncle Drew, but nah. Um, basketball playoffs are going on. So uh, the first purge, July 4th, timely. Um, marketing campaign has been less than subtle, um, taking jabs at our current uh, seated president. Uh, what are your thoughts on the first purge? Um, not a fan of the franchise, only seen the second one. Haven't decided to check out the other three, um, other two, because I'm not a fan of the second one. So yeah, I don't think those are essential cinema at all. <laughs> but um, much like Sicario, I have not seen a single Purge movie. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I love horror, but I don't have any motivation to see those. I wouldn't all. even classify them as horror. They're, they're like action films now, and it's like when I saw the second one, it tried to blend it, and I thought Frank Grillo was awful. I thought the whole film was awful. Yeah. Uh, one of my least favorite films of that year. So I'm not even. Not even worth talking about anymore. It's got an audience, but not for us. Um, and then July 6th, another interesting weekend, another comic book film, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Sorry to Bother You, which looks significantly better. Um, yeah. Sorry to Bother You. Let's just talk about that one first. Lakeith Stanfeld, or Steinfeld, he's so good. Dude. He's I'm so beautiful. good. Um, and the movie looks great. Um, I think it, it looks a little... It kind of does appeal to that Cinebro type of thing. Where it's like, oh, let's just be wacky and crazy and wild and show crazy visuals yeah. and editing and stuff like that. But it looks dynamite, though. It really does. Um, it looks very original. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's about a guy who works for, uh, what is it, like a call uh, call center? Telemarketing company. Te- yeah, telemarketing. And, you know, he's talking to that one guy, Donald, uh, not Donald Glover, Danny Glover. And he's like, you just got to change your voice, make it sound like a white voice, man. And you know, there could be some interesting commentary about, you know, having and all that stuff. Um, so I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm, and Tessa I'm, Thompson plays um, Lakeith's love interest, I believe. Yeah, Tessa Thompson. She is amazing and everything. She's so good. I love her in Creed the most. She was the, the best most. part of Thor Ragnarok. I would agree. I would completely agree with that. Um, speaking of Thor Ragnarok and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ant-Man and the Wasp. The first Ant-Man's good. But this one, I don't know. It just, it just does not. It's not appealing to me. I thought the first one has the most inventive action in the franchise, um, yep. and I'm gonna see it. Of course, it comes out on my brother's birthday, so I'm gonna treat him to that. Um, but it just the Hello Kitty thing. It, it's just like they just like to do these things. Like once Marvel like 
once something in their film like catches like steam, like the Thomas the Train thing, then it's like in the sequel, oh well, here's how we do that, but even try and do it even funnier because we're listening to the message boards and Twitters yeah. and Facebooks, and it's like, just why? Why do you have to like? There's something in the group the other day that someone had posted about, you know, like when a f- movie becomes ultimately about the fans, you've sort of defeated what it's a little overdramatic, but in a sense, their, their movies are for the fans. That's exactly who yeah. they are. But to me, like as a fan, cause I am a fan, I feel like it should be something more than that. Why do you have to just always appeal to the fans? Like, why don't you just yeah. try and do something remotely original or re- I mean, cause these stories are based on pre-existing properties and people want things. People want these properties to be in line with those and to keep the true heart and soul and nature of them. That's fine. But it's just, again, like it boils down to this, like this hello kitty thing because it's like, they're just like, Oh, let's do it bigger, bigger, badder, and even funnier. Let's just try and be sillier. Oh, we've got a building turning into a little box. And it's just, Marvel has the most simplest writing. They try and take the simplest route with things, but, and they think that's the, like it's the most convenient way to get things done, but they don't realize that making it so convenient makes it a problem. Um, and this is mainly just me going off on a tangent right now. Um, on my annoyances with that universe, but it looks fine. I'm not necessarily excited. Let me be clear. Marvel is great at what they do. Yeah, absolutely. um, You can't argue that at all. No, but, um, this movie, it looks okay. You know, there's that shot where they're in the kitchen fighting those goons and one of them throws a knife and um, eventually Lily turns into the wasp and she, like, runs up the knife. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool, I think. Yeah, but like, yeah, again, I'm, inventive action, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really creative, and which I appreciate, but, like, I don't know, man. I'm not looking forward to it much. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot, well, not a lot, but, like, some of these Marvel characters aren't meant to have their own movies, own solo yeah. movies. Like yeah. Ant-Man, Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. They're side characters. They should be, at least. Yeah. So, and Doctor Strange, like, I didn't like his movie at all, but he was one of my favorite parts of Infinity War because he was more of a, like, a side character. wasn't, like, a main character. I hear he's great. He's, he is. And then in this one, like, I feel like the story's important because of what they're going to do with Avengers 4, but... It's again. It's like I'm just not all that excited for it. I'm really not. Plus, plus, there's that shot where Michael Douglas shrinks the building and just wheels it away. Yeah, and it's like which is like a contradiction of what they set up already. Yeah, it kind of annoys me. Yeah, I know. It's it's just weird. The Marvel. I mean, they try and simplify everything, but they just they don't understand that like you're doing yourself a disservice and trying to simplify everything. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's that for that. How much do you think Ant-Man and the Lost is going to make? We kind of talked this talked about this before the show, I think, or earlier, but uh, I think it'll probably make... Uh, coming off of Infinity War and Black Panther, I want to say just shy of $100 million or just over? I'm going to say 87. 87. Good number. Good number. Um, July 13th, uh, we've got Skyscraper. Yikes. And Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation also. Yikes. Um, I'm taking my sister to see Hotel Transylvania 3. She's a big fan. I haven't seen either. I think I've only seen the second one. Um, didn't care for it. 
don't really care to check him out. Just the animation style isn't for me. I think Adam Sandler's fine in the role. I think the cast is good, and it's got some quirky comedy. Um, but it looks fine. So let's talk about Hotel Transylvania 3 before we get into Senor Skyscraper. <laughs> um, I have no interest in this movie whatsoever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it looks very childish and just, you know, yeah. very generic, you know? Yeah, it doesn't And like look we were talking good. about earlier, the humor is just not for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the visuals are okay. But, yeah. like, there's nothing really besides that that intrigues me. But yeah. they're on a cruise, which is going to be wacky and going to be a lot of action. <laughs> yeah, gotta love those. Kids cruises. are going to love it. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're gonna they're gonna eat it up. It makes bank every time. It's one of the, I think it's Sony, right? It's one of their most profitable franchises. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it makes bank every time. Uh, so skyscraper. Um, God, I really don't want to devote any time to this, but I have to <laughs> just to simply talk about how annoying and dumb ridiculous diehard ripoff it looks like because they recently so showed some stuff at a uh, cinema con and everyone's like oh it's clearly inspired by diehard and it's like you're just now figuring this out like like it the trailer first trailer was literally diehard like a spin-off and it's so it looks so ridiculous like the middle of the building's on fire i can't wait for the finale of that movie when the entire top half of the building topples over dwayne johnson like <laughs> catapults himself with his prosthetic leg and uh, it doesn't look good man what are your thoughts on skyscraper it looks absurd yeah um i think it could be pretty <laughs> fun if you have if you go into it with the right mindset yeah it i don't know I, I, i'm not sure how Dwayne does it you know because he's yeah, in a lot yeah. of movies i don't know how yeah. he has the time to do all this yeah. stuff Someone recently released something that, or did a tweet that was like three different screenshots from three different movies, and he, yes, they're like, yeah. "This is this is all from different films." And like this one too, like even though he is in a skyscraper, it looks like he's wearing the same apparel, same character, um, except this time he has a leg that's prosthetic. So, well, skyscraper looks bad. Weakness. Yeah, yeah, um, and that shot in the trailer makes me laugh every time when he jumps from the crane. There is oh no goodness. humanly possible way. No humanly possible way. It's impossible. So, I don't know. I don't know who this movie's for. Like, someone's gonna throw out a rope to catch him, or... Or his leg is gonna catch onto something, and then there's that yeah, shot in maybe. the trailer. Yeah, it just... I can't wait for him to knock someone off the top of the building with the leg. It's gonna be great. That's gonna be awesome. Um... So that's that. And then July 20th, very weird weekend for movies. July 20th, we've got The Equalizer 2 and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. My, my. What are your thoughts on this, Brady, uh, for Mamma Mia 2? Weekend Um, of sequels. I liked The Equalizer. Um, It came out like a month before John Wick, I believe. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty similar, but I prefer The um, Equalizer to John Wick. I know that's probably unpopular, but... Yeah. um, Denzel kills it and everything. Yeah, he does. So, I'll probably watch it just for him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the story, it's going to be, you know, basically very similar. I don't expect much from the action, except for, like, Denzel's stunt double-kicking ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, it looks okay. And Mamma Mia 2, yeah, it's not for me. Um, I'm a big ABBA fan. Interesting. So, the, the music will... Yeah, the music's super catchy. It, yeah. It's a good beat, and um, it's weird, I think, how they're, like, flashing back. 
Yeah, that's a really interesting L- choice. Lily James, who I like as an actress a lot, she was great in Baby Rocker. Yeah, but, um, she's playing young male Shreep, and Which I'm is not a... sure. Yeah, how they're gonna that's... make that work? Yeah, it's an interesting decision. Um, Equalizer two didn't care for Equalizer one. Home Alone with guns, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> Mamma Mia two. I'll probably check it out. I'll probably go with my girlfriend if she wants to go. Uh, I definitely know when the trailer came up when we saw Love Simon. She was she like gasped. She was like, <gasps> "Have you seen the first one?" No, I haven't. But I'll probably check it out. Um, but the music I've heard the music plenty of times and it's super catchy. I can't get it out of my head as soon as I hear it. Um, it's a weird weekend for movies. I'll probably check out Equalizer two. Um, but we'll see. Um, July 27th is probably the most diverse weekend for film um, of the summer. Hot Summer Nights looks incredible. Timothy Chalamet oh is a dynamite performer, and it looks like an incredible film. Uh, what are your thoughts on that trailer? I loved it. Um, Me too. I think it looks so unique, and it has a great cast. Yeah, absolutely. And Great story. I, I'm just really, yeah. really intrigued. And um, I believe it's a first-time director. I'm yeah. not sure of his name, but I know A24 really picked us their job with like picking out good people mm-hmm. and letting them do what they want. So yeah. I'm really excited. Um, but I have a hot take about Chalamet, if you want to hear Go it. ahead. Let me hear your hot um, take for Hot Summer Nights' star. He's a great actor. Of course. Um, yeah. He was amazing in both Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird yep. last year. But um, in terms of, like, teenage actors, yeah, he's going to be in everything coming yep. up. Yep, he is. And I'm, I'm already kind of sick of him. <laughs> cause... I feel like people turned him into a meme already, which sucks. And I think that's yeah. the reason that you might feel that way because, it you know. help, yeah. It's just that, like, for me, it's just like, why do does everyone have to turn something into a meme? Just let let something breathe. Let a person be a person. And people are like, oh, Timothy Chalamet, like, oh, he's going to take my girl, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's a good-looking dude, but, like, can we just chill out and just let him perform, please? Um, but he is going to be in everything. Um, he's in that movie coming up with Steve Carell, which look also sounds amazing, where he's, like, a heroine or meth addict. And I yeah. cannot wait to see that. That that one is the one that I can't wait to see. I think it's a great it's performer. I guarantee you. Um, it probably will. Um, and I love Steve Carell. He's a great dramatic actor. Um, but Hot Summer Nights looks great. I really can't wait to see it. And it would be the movie I would see that weekend. But Mission Impossible Fallout, my most anticipated film of the Woo! summer. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it is the <laughs> ultimate. It is the ultimate white person action franchise. And, Absolutely. And it's it's it, man. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I think um, it is the best action franchise ever to be honest oh interesting interesting yeah. i mean outside of the second one i would say they're all good to great to perfect almost perfect Absolutely. um mission impossible fallout man it looks so freaking good like it I, looks insane like um, the helicopter shootout henry cavill punching the dude looks so good i just the helicopter wait. chase is going to be worth the price of mission alone absolutely absolutely dude I cannot talk about this movie enough. I just want it to be here, and it sucks that we are, have to wait literally two and a half, three months for this thing. And it looks. I have to wait longer. I, oh yeah, that's true, and you might not even get a chance to see it because <laughs> you not in theaters. Yeah, um, but no, Mission Impossible Fallout, man, it looks so good. Um, 
I really can't wait. I think it's it, uh, coming off of five, which was my favorite in the franchise. Me too. I love that film. That one is one of my favorite action films in general. It's got great drama, great action, just tremendous set pieces. The motorcycle chase, the opera scene. Oof, it, yeah. uh, dude, I, I don't even know where to begin with Tom that movie. Tom Cruise hanging off a plane? Yeah, like, come on. Like, this is it, bro. Like, this is the film of the summer every in every single capacity, and I can't wait. Yeah. I love um, the cast, too, dude. They have yeah. such a good, like... Every person is perfectly cast, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. And Henry Cavill Cruise, looks like a tremendous addition. Angela Bassett. Oh, God, yeah. so good. Cavill's going to steal the show, I can guarantee you. Absolutely. I love that line in the trailer where he goes, where he's like, uh, how many times has he been disavowed or his back, backs have been turned on him? How much is enough for him or whatever? Yeah. It's just like. Great. God, Tom Cruise man. never lets me down, man. He's never. my favorite actor of all time. He's one of my favorites, absolutely. I feel like whenever I have a letterbox list specifically about him and about like some of his favorite, okay. my favorite performances is, you know, he, a few good men is one of my favorite films ever. He's amazing in Eyes Wide Shut. Watched that recently. Oh my he's goodness. great as Ethan Hunt. Uh, he's just a tremendous performer. I love him in the films, but not in real life. Um, but yeah. he is. I really can't wait for this film. It's the first time that a Mission Impossible director is coming back for a second film. A second yeah. go at it. And he made the best uh, one, so... Yeah, and you know, a lot I'm of people love 3 and love 4, which is fine. I I can't argue, because they're great films. But I feel like Christopher McQuarrie understands this franchise better than anyone I've seen it yet. Because J.J. Abrams... J.J. Abrams' film, Mission Impossible 3, has some of the best sequences, and probably the best story, I would contend. And uh, the best villain, I would say. The, by far the best villain. By far. No yeah. contest. Um, and it has the best opening... Um, it that opening of that film is ooh, maybe. a bone chiller. Um, uh, where he goes, don't you touch her? Where's the rabbit's foot? Rip Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's so good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. We spent a lot of time on this film, but I am pumped. Um, I want another trailer. Um, best movie of the summer. Hands hopefully, down. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I really can't. Um, and then last but not least for July 27th, Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I think it looks funnier than I thought. Um, yeah, you know, like, I'm not very familiar with any of the characters besides yeah. Robin, I guess. Because I never watched Teen Titans growing up. I know they had a show. Oh, man, the first the first time they had the show was amazing. The Teen Titans Go is not nearly as good. It's just all, like, no. comedy and not drama and... Yeah, it looks fine. It's going to make bank. It's going to make a lot of money. That's going to surprise people how much money that movie makes, I think, um, in terms of legs. I don't think it'll do that well, to be honest. It won't win the it won't win the weekend because Mission Impossible will. But no. when you look at outside of Ant-Man and the Wasp and Hotel Transylvania 3, Teen Titans Go, I mean, it's there, and I feel like it could bring Incredibles in a lot of people. Because my siblings love Teen Titans Go. They okay. love it. Um, and I know that's only my siblings, but I know a lot of other kids love it, too. I'm uh, sure it's a very popular show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you think is going to make the most money in a pretty stacked July in terms of... Uh, overall? Overall. I think Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp will because of MCU, but I, I want to say Mission Impossible, but it's probably Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, I think that the Meg, even though Jason Statham isn't the greatest actor in the world, I feel like it has a really interesting... In colorful cast of characters, I think with uh, 
uh, Rain Wilson in there uh, from The Office, I feel like is a really inspired choice because he's not in a lot, and I'm kind of surprised because I think he's a really great comedic actor because he's so good in The Office, and I wish he was in more. Um, he's going to be probably the silliest character in the movie, and he's probably going to get the most hilarious death. Um, but it's a movie that I'm excited to see with a packed house. Um, it's going to be huge, man. It's a big-ass shark. Yeah, I really can't wait, and it's just going to be... It, it would be fun to like probably uh, do a double feature with Jaws in the Meg. Um, one a little more serious than the other, but... Uh, yeah, I'm excited. And then uh, the Spike Lee film, The Black Klansman, comes out as well, which is a movie that I'm surprisingly really looking forward to. Um, any thoughts on that so far? I have a confession. I have never seen a Spike Lee film. Not one. Neither have I. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. so we're in the same boat. Um, but uh, it it's a movie that I finally saw an uh, image it just released before we started recording today. And it's uh, got Adam Driver. And I don't know entirely too much about the movie, but it's a movie I'm excited to see simply because it sounds... Um, like everyone else is getting hyped about it and I need to actually research more into it. Um, cause it's a movie I feel like I'm definitely excited for. Yes. Um, Spike has been working forever and he's done a lot of good movies, but I just never yeah. seen one. And I'm, I need to, I'm not sure like what his style is like or how he handles characters and stuff. So I can't really judge, but it has a good cast yeah. and I'm sure it's going to be like a really solid movie. I love yeah. Adam driver, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, he's great. He's one of my favorite performers working today. Um, and then I would kind of talk about August 17th films, uh, Crazy Rich Asians and Alpha. Crazy Rich Asians actually got really good reviews because uh, they screened it the same weekend as Infinity War for uh, critics, and it's got lots of good word of mouth. Uh, so I'll definitely check that out. And people said, like, Crazy Rich Asians is going to be, like, Black Panther level for Asians. Wow. And I was like, that's a lot of praise. Um, so, uh, and then Alpha looks horrible. Yeah. Just horrible. I watched the trailer um, I've and seen, I was like, what is this? I've seen that trailer 8,000 times because they delayed it and they delayed it and they delayed it and I want it to get, go away. Every time that trailer comes on, I literally want to throw myself off of my chair and onto the ground. I'd rather lick the popcorn butter off the ground than watch that trailer again. <laughs> it looks horrible. I had not even heard um, of the movie until you told me about it last night. It Just off. Just, I don't, just off. I'm not a big fan of survival movies in general. Yeah, this one just is like, here's the story that changed the world, Dog and his boy. And it's like, it looks like the good dinosaur switched. Um, yeah, kind where of. Where the boy talks and the animal doesn't. Uh, also, who is, cares? Um, is Cody Smith McPhee supposed to be like a native, like part of a native tribe? tribe? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a tribe. I don't know if it's a native tribe necessarily, but um, yeah, I don't know. Off. Yeah, <laughs> it does not look good. It does not look good. So that'll do it for the. Uh, yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be like the biggest bomb of the year. I feel like it's gonna make a dollar at the box <laughs> office. Um, so that'll do it for the summer movie preview, man. Uh, it was awesome talking about all those movies with you. It's gonna be a loaded summer. Lots of really good fun in there, uh, and lots of really fun films, bad films, horror films. It's it's a, one of the most diverse summers I've seen in a long time. Um, and I really can't wait uh, to check out a lot of these films and chat about them with you when you finally get a chance to see them. Um, so I guess I could dedicate uh, this segment here for you. It's called Rant or Rave. Uh, you can one movie you watched recently for the first time or rewatch that you want to rave about or rant about. So anything that comes to mind for you? Yeah, um, I was really glad actually when you proposed the segment because 
recently I rewatched my second favorite movie of all time, and what I think is the best movie of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overpraise it, in case you have, in case you guys haven't seen it, but um, it is Jane Ponsolt's The Spectacular Now. Have you heard of this one? I have. I haven't seen it, but I've been wanting to watch it because you're such a big fan of it. I love this movie, dude. It hits me in my heart <laughs> for so many reasons, but okay. I'm going to pitch the plot. So, um, Okay. Miles Teller, mm-hmm. he's the main character, and he's like okay. a very charming, carefree guy in high school who loves to party and doesn't take anything mm-hmm. seriously. And he's dating Brie Larson at the beginning of the movie. Nice. And like, Didn't know she was in it. Oh yeah, yeah. She has a small part, and um, like five minutes. Can I spoil it? By the way. Well, that's not really. Uh, sp- it's not really a spoiler. I mean, because it happened okay. in the first five minutes. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So um. Okay, so Brie Larson, like in the first five minutes, breaks up with him because he's okay. a lost cause, basically. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like have any goals, and she does. Yeah. So um. He gets upset because they were really close, and he goes out for a night drinking. He stays out till like six a.m., passes out, and then he wake. And um, Shailene Woodley wakes him up because he yeah. passes out on her lawn. <laughs> and um, and Shailene plays a really nerdy, shy girl, mm-hmm. so they're like complete opposites, and they start this relationship. Nice. And um, their chemistry, man, it's it's so good. It's through the roof. It's my favorite the... romantic chemistry in any movie ever, hands down. Wow, yeah. interesting. It's some high praise. Even better than uh, oh. the Before trilogy, Ethan Hawke and uh, Oh Gilbert. wow, that is yeah. that is a bit that is some big time praise. Holy cow! I don't want to oversell it. Um, at all, but it just is it on U.S. Netflix? Do you know? It might be. It's on Canadian Netflix. Oh man. Definitely Canadian Netflix always gets the better films. Um, I really want to see it. I definitely do. Uh, it's a movie that I just haven't made time for. I've always seen it. Like I have it in my watch list, and I'm like, ah, not today, not today. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely want to see it. I really, really do. Um, so uh, I have thank a lot you more to say about for... it. Oh, go ahead if you want to keep keep on chugging, okay. man. Okay, go so, ahead. I mean, this is your segment. So, um, they start a relationship, and it's beautiful, man. Um, it's unreal. And um, at the same time, uh, Miles Teller's character has to deal with this estranged father. Yep. Which really hit me um, for personal reasons. And mm-hmm. um, at the same time, he has, he has to deal with this alcohol problem. And I'm going to get personal now. So, um, okay. A few... Uh, when I was younger, a few years ago, I dealt with alcohol problems on my own. Like mm-hmm. I, I drank way too much, and um, just seeing this movie where um, Miles Teller learns that it's not the end all be all, and mm-hmm. you know you got to move on eventually. And basically, the moral of the whole story is that the way you live your life doesn't work forever. Like eventually, you got to yeah. grow up and. Um, you know, just be a, an adult, and that message really, really hit me in the gut. And um, yeah, yeah, it's very personal, but that's why I love it. And yeah. the ending—that's why, and that's why we just love movies, man. That's yeah. that's 
it's really cool, you know, and, and the big reason I, you know, wanted to start this podcast was mainly just to be able to allow stories like that yeah. uh, to flourish and just really connect with listeners and say that we as audience members, when we see films, we, there's a reason why we love these movies. There's a reason why yeah. they connect with us on a personal level. And there's a reason why I get certain people on for certain weeks because there's, that's how they connect to film in certain ways. Yeah. And um, that's awesome. So you can go ahead and keep continuing, but that's, yeah. The, what you just talked about is why I wanted to start this podcast. That's so. great, man. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm really so, enjoying being on here, by the way. Yeah, of course. We still got a couple more minutes left, too, so keep on going. Um, so, um, and the ending of the movie, which I don't want to spoil, um, mm-hmm. it's one of the most positive, hopeful, just beautiful finales to any movie I can think of. Probably the most. And, like, the final shot, I'm in tears every time I watch it. Like I'm like bawling because like it's just very emotional <laughs> yeah. and like it wraps up the story yeah. in such a nice way. And yeah, yeah, it's just a really, really poignant, beautiful movie. And you know, like you were saying, my favorite thing when I watch a movie is to see life reflect. It's yeah, like I of like holding up a mirror to me, and I'm like, oh, I see me right now. Like I identify Absolutely. with Miles Teller's character so much that. That's basically why it's my favorite movie, or my second favorite movie. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, the cast is stacked, too. I mean, you got Miles Teller, Shailene, isn't it? Brie Larson, as I said. And um, Kyle mm-hmm. Chandler, Jennifer Jason Lee, and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was phenomenal. Wow, that is a great cast. I yeah. probably should watch that with this And it's week. very underrated. Um, yeah. And the best thing about no it... No one talks about it enough, it seems like. Yeah. The best thing about it is that um, it's only ninety minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, and it like it's very tight storytelling, and it does everything it sets out to do perfectly. You know, mm-hmm. so that's it. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, I'm definitely gonna check it out now. I'm for sure. That is probably one of the next two films I'm going to. Perfect, watch. man. And I'll watch Shikari. Um, yeah, <laughs> sweet. So it all it all balances out yeah. perfectly. Balanced the way things should be. Yeah. Um quoting Thanos there but uh, awesome man great great segment uh, great to listen to you talk about one of your favorite movies ever and how it connects with you on a personal level um, so I'm definitely going to check it out and hopefully more people that are listening are going to check that out as well I hope so um, and try and also figure out you know what type of films connect with them on a personal level and uh, that's great so now I'm going to move on into what I like to call the most fun segment of the show oh boy this is stressful they yeah, the ABCs of movies. Um, so I sent you the notes. You pretty much know the rules, but just to reiterate in case uh, people have are new newcomers for listeners. Um, one minute to pick a movie that starts with the letter of the alphabet, starting from A going to Z. There are some rules, as there are rules with every game. Um, the first rule, the name of the movie must start with the letter of the alphabet. For example, The Greatest Showman only qualifies for T, not G. Okay. Number two, franchises. The letter of the franchise begins with counts, but you have to say which film in that franchise. For example, Harry Potter does not count. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets does. Lord of the Rings count does not count. You have to say Lord of the Rings and the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Uh, for example, and then you cannot skip a letter. And your record, or not your record, the record is 15 letters held by Mikey Brzezinski and I. Both got uh, hung up at Q. So if you get past Q, you you have the record. But it is doable. You can't waste any time. All the seconds matter. So I'm going to give you a couple seconds. 
to just kind of gather your thoughts. I'm bad at this, so, but I'm excited. (laughs) Let me, uh, so let me know when you're ready, and then I'll count down from five, and then when I say go is when I start the timer. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Alien, Boogie Nights, Collateral, uh, Dead Man Walking, uh, Eraser Head, Forrest Gump, Groundhog Day, Happy Death Day, uh, Inception, um, Jack and Jill, uh, <laughs> uh, Kingsman Secret Service, Lady Bird, Masters of the Universe, N. What's an N? Uh, I cannot think of an N. Hold on now. No Country for Old Men. Uh, old Boy. Time. So, you didn't get Old Boy in there. Okay, that's fine. But, so, uh, I believe that is 13. I'll take 13. it. 13. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, you Once you started getting the L's, I was getting a little nervous. Started sweating a bit about the record. Because mm. uh, you were really steamrolling there, and then the N hung you up. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, you almost got there, but you got uh, 13, so that's pretty good. Um, that's the second best. I'm proud. Um, yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good, uh, really good number. But again, you're starting to steamroll there, and then boom, the end kicked you right in the butt. So, um, great job, great job. Um, one day, hopefully, we'll be able to see that uh, record beaten. It's doable. It's definitely doable to get to A to Z for very difficult. So um, that'll do it for today's show. Another long show that is three weeks in a row, surpassing one hour. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Um, But before we completely sign off, Brady, where can we find you on the social medias? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at TheMovieGuy01. And if you're in the movie group, you can add – if you're in Movie Talk, you can add me on Facebook if you want. At Brady Warren. And that's all. Sweet. Yeah, it's always fun talking movies with you, man. Um, that was great time. Always interesting to see. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I had you on. I'm glad I was able to get you on this early and get you at the perfect time, too, because I did consider doing a recap of the year so far, but it's difficult for you to see movies. But instead, we're able to preview the movies where, guess what? We can talk about them, but that doesn't mean we're going to get a chance to see them. Um I'll try my best though. when they come out, but yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, but it was great having you on, man. I, I just love getting on a wide variety of guests. Um, you're always just super fun to chat with, super relaxed, and uh, it was a great show. Uh, if you're still listening, congratulations, you've made it uh, right here towards the end at the hour and a half mark. Um, I did have to cut out the August 3rd segment talking about Christopher Robin and the Darkest Minds because there was an audio glitch um, on my laptop because, thank you, technology, you never fail me. Um, So uh, where you can find me, you can follow me at RBC Roman on Twitter, always talking about movies and at uh, About Infinity War. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Roman RBC, and in the Movie Talk by Movie Fans Facebook group, always chatting with the thousands of people over there, uh, where I get most, where all of the guests I've had so far have come from there um so 
Uh, also, not really working on too much right now. Just I'm still reviewing movies. Uh, it's been a weird couple of weeks for me personally. Um, so I'm going to try and get back on track next week and over the next couple of weeks because a lot of movies aren't coming out too much. So um, thank you guys again for listening. I'm going to have more podcast episode coming out. Uh, so hit that subscribe button and share it around the interwebs, man. Just let's just keep talking movies. It's one of the greatest things in the entire world. So keep on keeping on. This is Showtime with Roman, your host, Roman RBC, and guest Brady Warren, Warren signing off for the day. Have a wonderful rest of your week.